All right, everyone. Episode 20. This is a huge, uh, huge uh, milestone in uh, Secret 11. Yeah, in the in the podcast. So welcome back. Another episode of Noble with Noble. Uh, if you're liking the podcast and if you've been here since the start or this is your first episode, please just give us a like, subscribe, five stars on Spotify, Apple Music. I keep forgetting to plug it, but you know I, I appreciate uh, all the support. And uh, today we got uh, Keith Godding on the episode. Keith, welcome. Good to be here. Good to be here. Shout out to Darren for the space. Uh, there's not a lot. I don't think any brokerage has a design studio. Or... Not that I know of. No, I've I've seen a few, but I feel like most people just do it on their own. And yeah. Not, uh, yeah. You know they don't. They buy the kit from space. Costco and uh, you know <laughs> yeah, get going. But, hey, listen, sometimes whatever it works. works yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. So uh, yeah, Keith is uh, is a realtor as as you could probably assume uh, at the brokerage and uh, yeah, I want I want to dive into a bunch of things because sure. you uh, you know you played in the CFL. Big football guy. I dabbled, I'd say. Dabble. Okay, it doesn't matter. You, you got them, man. Do you know how many people, you know, hope and dream for right. something like that, right? right. For you, right. you know, it might be easy peasy for right. but for the for the average, you know, average person, it's a, it's a huge accomplishment. So. Football, football, uh I always played basketball growing up. Uh some might say I was a star. <laughs> and you know, you stop growing, so then coach is like, Hey, uh, come play football and I was like definitely not i'm not getting hit i don't like to get hit you know and then uh i got in trouble one day at school and it was like hey you can either get suspended or you can cut the football practice really yeah. that was the option that's literally you. what happened that's crazy uh, mr town mr townsend yeah so shout out to him um or mr town in excuse me yeah and uh ever since then i just loved it and uh yeah what position do you play? Receiver. So receiver, I played receiver, so. yeah. So instead of getting hit, you're you're trying to yeah, you I guess run, you're, you're you, dodging getting you're hit. You're trying to yeah, you're trying to not get hit, you know, and uh, there's a lot of technical things about that. That's one thing people don't know about football. It's very technical. You have to be very smart as you know, contrary to popular belief. Um yeah, it's it's uh it's a, it's a really good sport. Yeah, I, I didn't realize, I think, oh, like, only in the past couple of years that one of the biggest things about, like, the the telltale of a good receiver is their eyes. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, like, figuring out how to move your eyes in a certain way because the the cornerback is the one who's looking at them. And as soon as you make some, you know, slight yeah. movement to one side or the other, like, they're, they're catching on. Yeah, the DB's taught to look at two things, your waist and, um, you know, your head movement. So, and a good DB will never go on the first move. So if I make a juke to the right, he's going to stay where he is. But if I if I give him a look here, look there with my eyes, manipulate with my eyes, it's one of the things I was actually coaching this weekend. Um, it's a lot easier to move DBs. I mean, and after playing receiver, DB is probably the hardest position to play. Cause I, like, I probably think it's the hardest like, position. Like, I wouldn't want to play it because, like, you know, you got these guys just making you look dumb out there, right? And... But you know, they, yeah, DB is DB is tough. I, I think still it's soft, the hardest. But the, yeah, you know, no, the, I think the, it's the hardest position because yeah. as a receiver, yeah. you're dictating where you're going, Absolutely. whereas the DBs they have to read exactly and stay you know, stay tight where you're going. So Absolutely. yeah, how, how did you get into to real estate from there? Yeah, so uh, it's a huge like huge so change. So I was playing. Uh, I went to college, uh, University of Bishop. Shout out BU. 
Um, and got together with my parents and we got our first rental property out there. Um, so out in Sherbrooke. So, you know, not many guys look like me out in Sherbrooke, you know, especially not speaking. Uh, I didn't speak a lick of French at all. Um, thought it'd be a good idea instead of renting a place and definitely worked out and then kind of got the bug from there. Um, went to, like I said, dabbled in the CFL a bit, up and down, all around, played in four different organizations. How long did you play for? Uh, so I, I played, so I was, I came in at 2008. I was done, let's say 2013, I think, something like that. You know, every year you get the call you're or you're waiting for a call or, you know, you're not sure what's going on. I was never really established, right? So that's kind of the life of a guy who's not established. It's like, you know, you're on the bubble every day. Every day is like the most important day. You don't want to do anything to screw up or you always got to do something to impress. So I lived that life for a bit. Um, you know, don't regret any of it. It was fun. It was good times. You know, people look back and always want to have blame. Oh, this coach didn't like me. No, you just weren't good enough, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I mean, like, I and I and I tell that to my kids now that I coach. Right, I coach a youth football team. I'm just like, if you're good enough, you know, you're gonna you're gonna play. You need to do the things at that elite level. You might be good enough to make it there, but. Be, to be good enough to stick, you know, it takes another level of focus, another level of work ethic. And, you know, obviously there's guys that, you know, there's guys in every, everywhere that shouldn't be where they are, but they're there because of whatever, right? That's, but they work hard. Yeah. But I mean, like, you just gotta, at the end of the day, you gotta put in the time and, and be dedicated enough to, to really, to really go at it. So, yeah. What do you yeah. think was the hardest part about in football? Yeah. <laughs> about being, a professional At the professional player. level, yeah. the hardest part is honestly, it's doggy dog. And I mean, it's literally you are there to take another man's food off the table for his family, right? Um, and that's kind of what the mindset you have to have going in. It's very cutthroat, very ruthless. Um, not in a bad way at all. It's just like, hey, like, I'll give you a story. Like, I got called in for, to play for the Argos in their camp. It might have been 2010. First day in, I had a coach that had coached me in Montreal. He wanted to bring me in. He's like, you got you got, you got, got to show him something today, right? Because or else, you know, we're just going to get you out of here. And that's kind of how it works, especially in training camp. You know, you can't body. You know, you got guys coming and getting hurt. You need to come in, do reps for the guys, things like that. First practice, uh, it was raining, and I, uh, if you're a receiver, you hate the rain. I, I don't care who you are. There's no receiver that likes rain. And uh, ran a slant, one-on-ones, dropped the ball. Uh, who was the coach that year? Barker. Barker was like, got it, got it. If I see you drop another pass, you're out of here. <laughs> and, like, you know, you're still – this is my second team. I made a round, but a bit, but I, second team, you know, you want to impress, and it's like, damn, like, and I knew he was serious. Oh, of like, course, he was, they're like serious. he was not playing. Like he was, because you know they bring guys in like me or whoever to make an example to the rest of the guys, right? Like he was here today, gone and gone tomorrow. I've seen it, right? So next play, I'm like, damn, I gotta, you know, gotta do something. <laughs> I remember it was a terrible ball. 
it was wet where I scooped it up. I, <laughs> I was like, thank God. And then it was right, literally, it was like right in front of him. And he's like, all right, good job, good job. Yeah, like, you got, you, you had your you lifeline yeah, back. You okay, you're good, right? You're good for at least another day or two, right? Until, you know, the next thing. But uh, that's kind of how it was. Um, y- you know, like, you just got to... A lot of and a lot of football is kind of not necessarily who you know. It's just you gotta you gotta be able to impress the right guy because the coach, your position coach, for example, might be, you know, he might be your position coach now, but he might be up for an OC job or a head coach job somewhere else. So you always gotta take that into account when you're you know in the pros, right? Um, because they might run a system that the other players that they go into they might not like, and there's a lot of turnover and things like that. So um, it's just honestly. Sticking is just being yourself, being a good guy, and uh, and you know, and working hard, working hard. Yeah, you gotta work hard. There's just no bones about it. But the hardest part, man, I mean, is that like that pressure, because uh, it'll make or break a lot of guys. We've seen a lot of guys that just can't take it. You know, they just oh, mentally, it's probably exhausting too. Because like you said, every single day you're coming in there. And you don't know if you're gonna have a job tomorrow. Yeah, and especially in a training camp environment, you hear that at you know six in the morning. You kind of know, you know, like that's they're gonna cut you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's that's kind of you know the the harsh reality of it, right? Um, yeah, you put in all the time and the effort and the hard work. work and I it. remember uh, uh, it was uh, my BC year, and I was coming back, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna. And then you get a call, like, you know, in March and before the draft. And I was like, yeah, we're not going to. Or actually, in this case, it was an email. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And it's like, yeah, we're not going to, you know, we're going to terminate your contract. things like that. So it's just stuff like that. It's just um, you got to be mentally tough. Yeah. I think what's so crazy is, like, the CFL is not like a – it's not like one of the top four professional sports. And this is like, you know, there are only like eight, nine teams. And – most of the guys who are playing in the CFL aren't, you know, like you get you, mo- a lot of them have side jobs too. Like this isn't yeah, like like yeah. all as much <laughs> as it's all day every day. CFL. Yeah, exactly, right. Whereas you know, yeah. you, you can't even imagine how much it would be for you know mm-hmm. any of the other baseball, mm-hmm. football, uh, hockey, soccer, like all of these other sports where there's so many other athletes in there. Right. You know, they're all on like that main main stage. I mean, this this is also a main stage, but I'm saying. Not at like an NFL no, level where these kids grow up. Definitely not an NFL that's level. All they do. The CFL, you know, they gotta step it up. Let's be real. I yeah. Mean, you know, they just gotta step it up. I'm sorry to say, like, you know, they gotta get the youth into the game, and that's how they're gonna grow the game, right? They haven't done anything to really attract that youth and say, hey, I want to be like Keith. I don't want to be like Keith. Don't want to be like Keith. But you know, you want to be like, uh, you know, I'm thinking about guys like Dante Marsh and. Uh, you know, Byron Parker, James Robinson, those guys, um, you know, a lot of those guys were stars and they can make plays, but nobody really knew them. So it's they got to do a better job of cultivating that, you know, that, you know, that thing that makes kids want to say, hey, and you got to pay them. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <You gotta laughs> I think that it's like anything, yeah, right? Like yeah. you need to find the market. They need to market it better yeah. to have people interested. Like I know, you know, the people in like Saskatchewan and Manitoba, like they're that's huge fans because that's all I got right here. Right. People are so worried about the Leafs, the Blue Jays, the Raptors that they just, you know, 100%. they let the Argos 
slip or even TFC I think is now on the come up a little bit where they're you know they can get more people at the they got an opportunity games. I think uh, I did see because I because I started I haven't really followed but I started following again um, because I coach a couple of kids now going into their professional careers and um, so I saw that the owls were purchased by um, the dude who owned Videotron which is, he's a billionaire guy. So that's good. Uh, you know, they got to do something with that. You know, there's got to be some media that, something that they can draw from that. I think they will do that. You know, and don't get me wrong, they never do anything to not promote the game. They want to yeah. promote the game. It's just, there's a bigger market. Yeah, they, there's constraints, right? There's financial constraints. There's other constraints that they got to consider. But, you know, they, they'll do better. They have to do better, and I think they will. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I guess we can, not really shift, but you know, bring that back to real estate. Yeah, where, so where we're in, in a that, job. Yeah, know? yeah. In terms of that, just like hey, I was done. Didn't really know what's going on. Uh, I had a friend who was doing pre-construction, and they're like, "You should do it. You have rental properties, things like that. Why don't you try it?" And I'm like, okay, sure, why not? And then that's kind of how it came about. Yeah, and here you are. Here I am. And instead of, you know, someone getting on you for uh <laughs> for dropping the ball and now yeah. it's uh now it's you getting on yourself for dropping yeah, the ball. Yeah, you, right? you can't drop the ball, man. You have people you know, people's lives are, you know, kind of depending on, you know, getting things right. So you want to be able to do you think do that. that your work ethic that you had absolutely. from football translates over to here? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Cause you got you're 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 a contractor, right? In yeah. professional sports, you are you work for yourself. You're part of a team, but you work for yourself. You know you got to take care of your body. You got to wake up at four a.m. to do the workouts. You gotta, you know, set your schedule to do your massages, all of those things. So, um, yeah, that's the stuff that you apply it in football is definitely applicable in professional, like non-football life. So, yeah. So, what's your schedule like now in real estate? Wake up in the morning. Yeah, so I got kids. <laughs> so, I don't know if you, so really you want to, I get up, I'm up at um, 3.55. Hit the, hit, hit, the, hit the snooze. Yeah. So I'm up at 4.05. I'm downstairs. I still work out. So I still hit the gym or whatever. And um, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, I put a little steam room in my basement. So I hit the yeah. steam after. And it's so nice. The nice. steam room at my golf guys, club, and I'll go. The best thing you can do for your house is put a steam room in your house. Hundred percent. It's so it's so nice. Yeah, like I have it in my golf club. Like after a round, if it's hot, if it's cold, I'll just hop in there, steam for a little bit, not have a shower. You feel so good yeah. after. It's yeah. not an expensive reno. It's not a thirty thousand dollar thing. Like some no, you just put it into the just shower. Put right? it into the shower or outside of the shower there and. Boom, you're there. It's like 2K and yeah, man, it's worth every penny for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so there, do some work, then got the kids. So I have to have a schedule now with the wife, you know, because whatever, you got to have a schedule. <laughs> you got to get that organized. So uh, I'm with them in the mornings. Then it's like, hey, you're, you know, you're on the call, you're calling people or you're meeting people or um you know you're you're organizing events things like that you're trying to do some outreach you're seeing what can i do to you know get myself to where i need to be today and that's kind of how that looks so yeah and what time do you usually go to bed oh i'm in bed early man i'm, <laughs> I'm in bed at 
Uh, latest 10 o'clock, the latest. Okay. Now, if I'm out, you know, I got to be home by 12, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just trying to figure out how much sleep you get on a normal day. Yeah, right? like if you're seven waking hours, up at four six, in the morning. seven hours. Yeah. Ideally, I like to get seven, but I'll, I'll always get at least six. Okay. I'll always get at least six. And then, yeah, it's just with the kids, um, you got to plan now, right? Before, it's like you could do whatever you wanted. You didn't have anybody to answer to, but... You know, you got the kids waking up yelling and da 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 da. It's just a whole thing. The mornings are pretty interesting. I'll just say that. Yeah, because I feel like <laughs> developing a schedule for our kind of job is one of the hardest things, right? Mm-hmm. Because although you know, yeah, you're running your own business, but you need to make your own schedule. And a lot of people, you know, wake up at whatever time. Then I'll check this. I'll check that. Right. And, you know, for for someone who has a nine to five they have to be at the office at, at nine o'clock, right? And you know that once five o'clock hits, you can leave. I mean, you know, for some people who are working harder jobs, sometimes you got to stay a little bit later. But yeah. for us, it's developing that schedule and, and finding what works best for you to, you know, get yourself out there and right. still be on top of all your clients is, is so important. Yeah. I think now is a great opportunity because um, people are saying it's slower and all this, which is wrong it's not slow at all like it's busy uh but now you have the opportunity to kind of differentiate yourself right there's people that they aren't that let's say might be hurting a bit so when the hurt comes they kind of pull back and say hey i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do that i think now is the time you want to lean in and do a little bit more um to to really show that hey like you know like i did an event at a at a, a playground like an indoor playground, and guys like, "Hey man, you must be hurting." I'm like, "Nope, <laughs> no, must cost you." Nope, I'm good. Like this is the thing you want to really sell that message at. No, like you know, I'm good because the biggest thing with I think real estate is um, people want to deal with people they like. You know, you might be whatever, whoever. I don't know. Can't think of any superstar or whatever. But but if they don't like you, it doesn't matter. i'm sorry like you know you could promise you could even you know if they don't like you you know they're not going to want to do do any sort of business with you so uh, you really want to lean in and shake hands kiss babies that sort of thing that's why i feel like it's so important to be authentic and to be your true self because you know a lot of people you'll see one thing online they'll act a certain way you meet them in person and they're completely different and you you know where were you when you're this happy guy online and then all of a sudden I'm meeting you and you don't even care about me? Yeah, yeah, no. People pick up on that, especially with social media now, right? Like, it's a lot easier for them to, you know, call that out, right? Um, yeah, so, that's, yeah. Yeah, sure. so, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that community event a little bit more okay. because you do a lot of these yeah. uh, these community events, yeah. which I think is so important that, yeah. you know, I guess I, I need to start doing because I haven't done any of those right. yet. But because I know that you've found success doing it, yeah, and you enjoy doing it because it helps you in your community, right? Like right. I think, um, was it you that uh, you did like an ice cream truck, ice cream truck, yeah, and you like just moved into the neighborhood yep. or something, and you know, yep. yeah, I guess I, I don't want to take away from your stories, nah, but I mean, you know, just just tell us a bit about like the whole idea of the importance of going to these community events and and running them and doing all these things it's just an opportunity honestly to be quite honest with you it's not anything for business it's literally just to say hey um 
I'm here. This is what I can do for you. Um, but by no means feel obligated to do anything with me. Uh, it's, hey, I have young kids. You have young kids. Maybe they go to the park together one day or whatever the case may be. So it's just really getting my uh, getting you know, acclimated to the new environment because I did move into a new neighborhood this past year and uh, I wanted to do that. But I had we have, we've had experience doing other events in terms of football things. We've had football clinics and um, free football events and things like that for the, for the kids. I still, every Sunday, I run a uh, free uh, coaching session every Sunday in Ajax. Not because whatever, it's just because I'm, I'm, number one, I'm working out <laughs> at the same time because I'm working out with them. And then number two, you know, my kid gets to see me work out and I'm still helping other the other kids that come up because I think, you know, sports and uh, those things are, are super important. So I think whenever you're talking about doing events or whatever, honestly, do it because, not because, yeah, I'm going to meet 50 people, I'm going to get two, two leads and da, 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 I mean, that's great that that's that what might happen but that can't be the only reason because people see through that Wednesday at the at the um the playground event for family day it was more so hey it's family day it's great a great time to meet other families right like you know you're new to the area great time to meet other families get your kids playing with other kids what did you do for the event so yeah uh big shout out to treehouse for letting you know me do that um literally i just said hey like i'm 50 free tickets to whoever comes in <laughs> like so you just buy the tickets and then they let they let me buy the tickets and you just hand them out or you promote it or you know you let your friends and family know as well right it was a kind of a friends and family client thing or whatever and then you just um just go from there yeah it was just pretty straightforward um it, it was a great time, you know, and then that's the other thing, like, you know, you look at, I'm looking at doing a movie night, you know, once that kind of, we get some good movies. <laughs> at yeah, some I, point. Don't, I don't, I don't really watch movies anymore. Yeah, I don't know why, I, or at I, least I don't go to every, the theater. Everybody's on Netflix, you man. That. You got to yeah. go outside, go, those, uh, those Tuesday, you don't remember those Tuesday. Even before Netflix, three, I was yeah. never, oh, okay, I don't right. know, I guess never really into I remember it. Tuesdays, I was like the little spot we used to go to the movies, just hang out and do whatever, um. So yeah, movies are cool. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. You bring the kids and yeah. So now you got kids. You bring them out. You get a you know. It's just stuff to do, man. Honestly, like I you know, it's the the more the, what I my mom always told me: the more you give, the more you get. It's just and yeah, I, I believe that. So yeah, I mean that's always a, that's a good uh, good analogy, I guess, or whatever quote to quote, yeah. to live by. Yeah, yeah. because you know there's so many people in this world who don't yeah who don't give there was, or they give and, and expect back yeah i mean right? it was also at the family day event it was like you know you could see there's families there that wouldn't have come if it wasn't you know if it wasn't free right and that that feels good you know i mean there's nothing better if you want if you're feeling shitty and you want to feel better selfishly go do something nice for somebody and you'll feel a hundred times better. <laughs> Trust me. It could be anything in the community too, I feel, you know, like you go to like a, a shelter or something, how about yep. for a day? Yeah. You know? Volunteering. Those are awesome things to do. Another thing is these little grocery things. Um, yeah. You know, like paying for somebody's Starbucks, yeah. just like, you know, it's like five bucks for or the line and, at the Tim Hortons thing, right? It's like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to get that guy or whatever, you know, 
I wonder. I wonder uh, what the longest chain of that is because <laughs> there's so many good people in the world where, right. like, you know, you go and you know, if you bought my stuff, like, I say, hey, you know, let me get the guy behind me, and yeah. and there's like, you know, I feel like there's so many times where they have a chain of like, yeah, at, I've, I've, at heard, least I've heard 20. of a few, I've heard of a few long chains. Yeah, I've heard really? of like twenty. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of that uh, before. Because I also don't want to be that guy to stop. Like, you know, even even if I'm the first guy, like even even if like you know it's just the first person in front of me is the first person. Like to be that guy to break the chain, like nah, don't be know? that guy, guys. Don't just you know just keep it rolling, man. You'll get it back ten times over for sure. Exactly, especially at, like at Tim's, for example. You know, if you got like the roll Tim's up so the rim, cheap. you know, everyone's trying to. You know, you know, maybe an extra little bit of, of luck today, you know, paying for the person behind me. Uh, you know, but yeah, I think that's super important too is, is yeah, I guess not to be selfish about it and just give back because you want to give back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people see that and, you know, those are the people that people want to deal with. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. And, and for you, for, for real estate, I mean, you focus in on, on your area, but there are a lot of times where you're there's no area. You're going everywhere. There's no area. So why do you decide not to say? <laughs> yeah, so why why do you do stuff everywhere instead of focusing on an area? Cuz uh at first it was cuz you had to, right? If you wanted to get something done, you just had to go there, right? So when people see that, you know, A, they kind of want to take advantage of that, but B, it's just like they want to work with you and and if you don't mind doing it, why not? Like so to drive to London, which is what, let's say three hours from here or yeah. two and a half. Two hours, yeah. Okay, I got to drive to London two and a half times. That's what, a tank of gas maybe? That's 80 bucks and some time and you're going to do a deal for 800 or, you know, you're looking at 20, 30K. How would you not do that? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like I mean, there's obviously, I don't want to say there's limits, honestly. I mean, I wouldn't, for the number you do it right like i just think you don't want to limit yourself but what you have to do is the research which is what people think you know okay well i'm an area expert in forest hill or i'm an area sure you can do that but i mean at the end of the day everybody has the same information now and getting the information is not complicated Right, it's not hard. You go on House Sigma, you go on uh, what's the Zolo, you go on anything. Right, it's there. Uh, what you want to bring to the table is the expertise of knowing. Okay, when I walk in the place, I know it's shit. I can tell you it's shit. Now, will it suck to go see three places, drive to London, and see three crappy places that I know aren't going to work for you? Yeah, but so what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of what you were asked to do and tasked to do so you you know you, you do it um but yeah I, I mean look for people who do areas and all that stuff obviously it works i mean there's people that are like hey i only do this and uh, sure like that's amazing right but you know i think especially for guys coming up i don't think you have the um the luxury of saying no I'm london or ottawa or you know kingston or whatever like i don't think you have that luxury but you, you know like you go grind and that's part of the things that the client sees that you're like okay this guy's gonna grind you know what i mean this guy's gonna yeah like i want to work with him i want you know i want to help him grow along the way so they want to see the effort that you put in and and you want to gain the trust from them to it's uh, people man actually go it's out people. yeah it's all people like if they 
you know, if you can demonstrate that you're bringing a value to them in a genuine way, I think it's it's going to be uh, really good. So how do you find clients? What's your best way to find clients? Because, you know, if you have referrals. someone who wants to go move out. Referrals. All referrals, mostly? Mostly referrals. Okay. Mostly people that you know. Like, I do very little outside of what I know. And what I do outside of what I know is it comes kind of organically, like those events, things like that. And then you're bringing them into that network. But really, it was more so, hey, I worked with Keith. He did an amazing job. Here you go. He's going to do an amazing job. And then you reward your referrals. <laughs> That's the key, right? Because not only... now. A lot of them don't want it. They don't want any sort of reward or they would say, you know, don't worry, like it's fine, but still. So like if you're doing a deal, don't give them a, don't reward them with like a gift basket or something shitty. You know what I mean? Like you want to give them something nice. Like uh, I give, I don't know. I, I, people say I'm extra, but I don't care. Like I like to give them like, you know, $500 Home Depot card or like, Something that they that's that they're really, gonna use, really gonna and, use yeah. you know what I mean, and see and value. They think from, about you right? as soon as yeah, they, as yeah, soon as they like spend a Morton's it. gift card or um, Harbor Sixty gift card. Or, I mean, they say they don't do it, but you can get a Harbor Sixty gift card, and then um, yeah, stuff like that. Or you know, you just call ahead and say, "Hey, I'm gonna do this for this person at this time." You know, sp- like for females, they you have know, spas and things like that always a hit like a saying a day at saint anne they, they'll be like okay like, i mean i've done like things like yeah, that of course you know pe- people want to be taken care of i've and... gone to as far as uh i got a washer dryer for, really? for a <laughs> referral client yeah so i need a washer dryer they needed, like, it. Right, they needed it. me one client they and, and you got it yeah they needed it i it was a washer or i think it was, maybe i don't think it was a pair maybe i don't know but whatever it doesn't matter like but they needed it right you knew that was kind of a need and it was like they didn't expect it at all. And they're like super happy. And that's, you know, that's, but yeah, referrals is, I think we, you know, everybody knows the whole, you know, sphere of influence and things like that. You know, you got to touch those people, sphere of influence, you got to touch them 36 to 100 times, yada, 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 all that stuff. So that's probably the key. And then when you're bringing those people in that you don't know, it's how do you make that first powerful impression, right? How do you, get them to understand that this guy really knows what he's talking about and he's going to do a great job for me. And that's what you kind of have to nail when you're meeting somebody that you don't know, or that's not in your network. And, um, yeah, that takes, you know, some time to figure it out. Cause you need to be, Every, everybody's different. Right. So what, what do you do that? Like, what's your go-to secret that's you know like the good first impression so honestly shout out to Catherine and luca <laughs> they've they, you have a um, there's a uh your materials say a lot about you right and especially if you're willing to give them materials so i've got some custom materials already prepped out so when someone reaches out they're automatically getting a buyer's guide right or if you're thinking about listing even if you don't sign something that day which is what you want to do but even if you don't you know, they are getting that listing documentation that says, okay, here's everything you need to do, itemized, step-by-step, so they know the process. Um, for buyers, it's especially um, important because they might not know what to do or they might not know the ins and outs or anything like that. So, you know, you've got to set them up for success because, you know, um, a lot of them, it's 
they've saved up a lot of money now and you need a lot of money now to to get something so you want to make sure that they are fully aware of what is going on out there and how this process is because uh, I've been there where you know early on where you know you don't set up the expectation correctly or you don't give them the process and it, and it's a lot more work so you know after those few early experiences you want to have a system in place where it's like okay what do you do after an accepted offer? Okay, here's what you need to send them. Here's so it's clear that they understand. It, give them a phone call and an email, right? Just so it's on record there. And then um, everybody's understanding the expectation. So I think the key thing for set, good and first impression is, um, number one, making that impression. Number two is setting the expectation, right? And a correct one. So you always want, I mean, it's obvious, you always want to... Uh, under promise over deliver right um so you never want to say yeah you know i can get you a place in forest hill for eight hundred thousand. you know what i mean yeah like, when you know that most of those houses you know are like yeah. yeah like no you don't want to do that you want to be able to say hey you know i might know somebody that's looking to do something off market um it might be a couple days, but let me get back to them and, you know, we'll see what's happened. And if there's something, great. If not, you know, you let them know that, hey, you know, they're not doing it right now or, or something yeah. along those lines. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're actually, uh, find out if we're, we're almost at the end. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. It's been that quick. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to okay. leave you with one question, which sure. I usually ask my guests is, what's some advice you would give a new realtor? Be real, man. Be real. Be yourself. Don't try to be like, uh, you know. Selling Sunset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hear it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, that's not real. Uh, that's scripted TV. Um, just be yourself. And then always, and as you're being yourself, you want to make sure that you want to take care of that person um, that you're that you're handling, right? Because you are dealing with something that is of a significant part of their life. So you want to treat that with the utmost respect, for sure. Anyway, Keith, thanks very much. I really appreciate you coming on. It was a great chat. Learned a little bit about uh, football and yeah. going out and you know maybe I'll drive to London. I got some buddies in London, so maybe I'll go. Yeah, man, you know, rental properties in London. To, to London's, them, you know? London's great. You got rental properties. You got single family. You got tech coming there. Lots of stuff going on in London. Niagara's good as well along that. Uh, anything along that 400 through, 401 through A. East West. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Yeah. You're gonna be good. So where where can people find you uh online if they want to reach out? Find me at First Access Homes, uh at First Access Homes. You don't really see my face to be honest. I'm not really on there like uh, that. You're you're but, on you there, know. Okay. Yeah. That's good it. That's not, what on Instagram. There. That's my Instagram. Yeah. I try to TikTok. I don't know how to use that they can reach out to you on Instagram yeah, and uh, Yeah, DM me on Instagram. Uh and we'll get you set up and ready to go. Investment, uh building as well. Um, work with a few builders and clients that, you know, like to build houses and things like that. Um so yeah, whatever you're trying to do, I can help. Okay, sounds good. Well thanks, Keith, and right. uh see everyone next week.